It's not as if she were a, a maniac. A raving thing. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Haven't you? Wednesday Wine and Horror, and I'm finally back. Yes, I've had a ton of shit going on. Uh, We celebrated Mother's Day not too long ago, and then my oldest daughter just graduated from high school, so it's been very emotionally uh, crazy for me, being that my now, you know, she was my baby, but now she's a fucking adult, or at least she thinks she is because she's 18. But besides that, We know that being a mom is hard work, and I mean, we only really get one official day to be celebrated, right? Yeah, not happening, because in this week's episode, some children will do anything to make their mother proud. I want you to get ready to hear me trash talk the 1980 cult classic, Mother's Day. So look, listen up, and let's make our mothers proud every day. So, before I actually begin this podcast, you know, and you get to hear me bitch and whine about this movie, uh, I wanted to introduce the wine that I'll be drinking. Um, It's a little something that I like to throw in, or at least I've been trying to throw it in the last few episodes. Um, I just thought it would be fun to introduce the wine, give you a rating of the wine and the movie at the very end of the podcast. So, for now, though, I am drinking... This, uh, it's a red, it's just a red wine, so I think it's kind of a blend. It's called Freak Show. Perfectly fits in for this fucking crazy-ass movie that I'm about to get into. It has 14.5% alcohol by volume, so you know your girl's gonna get a little litty-titty. Um, so far, doesn't taste too bad, but like I said, I'm gonna give you the actual rating of the wine and this movie at the end of the podcast. So let's go ahead, quit wasting time, quit wasting your time and mine. Let's go ahead and get into it. So, of course, we have at the beginning, we have the beginning credits opening. And you guys, I'm already kind of laughing because the music playing at the beginning was really cheesy. Kind of reminded me of like a 1980s workout video. And anyway, as soon as the credits kind of pass, we see that there's this big group of people in this seminar. Uh... So the camera's kind of panning in on them, but they're not saying anything. So you have several seconds where these people look like they're basically like, what the fuck am I even doing here? They don't say anything. Well, then you hear the motivational speaker, you know, tell them to kiss their neighbors. Now, this was 1980. We're getting right out of the 70s. I don't know. Maybe it was all about love, love your neighbor. I don't know, kind of weird. So you see that everybody starts to kind of give their neighbors a kiss on the cheek. And, you know, we see these hippie folks walking around with this older woman. 
all right, the blonde-headed one didn't get her name. Doesn't really matter. Uh, she is pretty fucking terrible. She's just like talking about like love and peace, and it's just like what the fuck. Nobody cares what you're saying. And anyway, so she she and then this guy are walking with this older lady, and of course the old woman she gives them a ride, and we have this whole scene. That leads you to believe that this couple might be trying to either rob or harm this old lady. Just because they're acting really fucking shady in the car. They just, it, that's what you think when you're watching it. You're like, oh, okay, so they got a ride from this old lady because they wanted to, you know, rob her or steal the car or something. Well, very quickly we find out that's not what, it, that is not what the fuck happens. So the car breaks down and you see the guy who basically looks like a fucking hippie version of Paul Rudd to me not anywhere near as cute but you know whatever that's that's what he looks like and um anyway so the old lady goes out kind of messing around with the car and the whole time you still see them the two sitting in the car and the guy's like looking at the blonde-headed girl basically like do it do it come on and I'm like uh what the fuck well Look, she reaches over and she turns the fucking radio on. So, it's like the way that they build it up, it makes you think that maybe he's trying to get her to actually, I don't know, try to start the car or try to like run off with the car. No, he just wants the radio on. And then he's chill. But then, of course, we get right into our very first kill scene. So, we have hippie Paul Rudd, of course. He's sitting in the back. And you can quite, you can fucking tell that it's a dummy and his head gets chopped off and he is D.E.D. dead. So that, that happens really fast. And so you have the girl who's getting the shit beat out of her. Okay. So there, this guy, or I might've been two guys. I can't remember. I think you just see the first guy, you know, come up. Well, they, you know, he starts to beat the shit out of her. And then I think the other one does come in and it's like the whole time the old lady, you know, who we now know is mother, she's just sitting back watching with excitement. Like she's so excited. You know what? Her boys, they've completed this mission of murder. And it's really fucked up, y'all. I mean, because the old lady, you think she's a sweet old lady and she's not. She's fucked up. Well, of course, you know, Paul Rudd is dead. And then we have her, well, mom, mother, decides to take a rope and she strangles the blonde hippie chick. And then we hear the mother tell her boys that they have made her very proud. Okay, I don't know. But if murder makes your mother proud, then you probably need to get away from mother because mommy doesn't know best. She doesn't always know best. But again... Super fucked up. This lady's like 150 years old. I don't know why her two grown sons are still, you know, hanging out with her at this point. Anyway, so we're going to jump to the next scene where you have, I think it's three college girls. Um, you can hear their different voices. You don't see them at first. And they're watching some like old slides and you kind of hear them commentating on the memories that are being shown. And it, of course, like I said, it's all college memories, which are from the 70s. And one of the women says, I wonder what our lives will be like in 10 years. Like, what, you know, what are we going to be doing? 
uh, some really fucked up shit, but we'll find out later. So anyway, as soon as they kind of go through that little montage of memories, we jump to a party scene where there are drugs, dancing, bitches on roller skates, and it's a lot of horrible dancing. You guys, I don't, it, this, it kind of reminded me of like what a knockoff Hugh Hefner party would be at at the Playboy Mansion because it was fucking terrible. And you see the butler who's kind of passing out drinks and I guess he's got the hors d'oeuvres and everything. Well, he's basically half naked. Like, I don't know what the fuck aren't, but uh, you know, aren't butlers supposed to wear like the suit and tie thing? No, he basically has like a jacket on and a bow tie. I don't know. It was 1980. Maybe that was the style, you know, for him. Well, anyway, we see that he hands this telegram to a blonde headed woman and she seems really excited and she just kind of runs off. And then, of course, we find out that her name is Trina. She is one of the three girlfriends from the you know montage of memories and so apparently she gets a telegram and she's excited so you know we're fixing to get into what's about to happen which is super stupid uh anyway so then we start to get into the group of girlfriends one by one you get to meet each one and kind of see where their lives are at obviously trina is like has money and she's throwing these like really rich parties and People suck at dancing. Like, I'd be like, you're not coming to my fucking party if you dance like that. You have to stop it. But anyway, so we have the the next girl that we get introduced to would be Abby. She also receives a telegram. And you see her walking into her apartment. And apparently, she has to take care of her mother. But So you don't see her mother in this shot. You literally hear her mom talking shit to her. Like, her mom's in the background just spewing off a bunch of bullshit, and she even calls her a whore, and she keeps repeating, I'm a sick woman. Like, apparently you are, and that's probably why your daughter's like, fuck you, because you're driving her insane. So, she keeps repeating that, and Abby does not seem very phased by this, because she starts to read the telegram, and I think she's very excited, because she knows what the telegram means, right? That she's about to possibly be meeting up with her girlfriends and they're all gonna hang out so fuck sick mother well then we meet the next girlfriend Jackie who is in her apartment and you know what she has like this really shitty boyfriend and he kind of comes up behind her and he puts um he puts his hand over her mouth like he's trying to kill her so so you know she's just kind of standing there and he just like fucks with her and it's like yeah he's a real fucking winner let me tell you real quick well you see him in the background doing this line of coke and she's kind of talking to him and you can tell that he doesn't give a shit about her and that all he cares about is being lazy and doing drugs well she gets ready to walk out the door she's got her backpack she's got all her little supplies with her as she gets ready to walk out the door she kind of turns to him and she's like i love you and this motherfucker all he says is okay take care like, obviously, he's garbage. I mean, like, what's wrong, Jackie? Like, Jackie, it seems like so far as we can tell, you know, Jackie got the short end of the stick, especially when it came to men. Well, anyway, she leaves and everything, and uh, they're in New York City, I believe, and so I think, and you can definitely tell, because, like, there's all this crazy shit going on, uh, going on in the street. 
You have like this old lady doing opera singing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she was trying to earn some extra money. So, after all of this craziness, we see that all, all of the ladies reunite. Jackie shows up and to find Trina and Abby waiting on her. So, Jackie must have been the only one with an actual car, even though Trina seemed to be really fucking rich. Uh, I don't know why, but anyways. So, they all uh, get in her car, and they're headed off to their adventure. So, see, this is the thing. They all got the telegram. Nobody knew where they were actually going. Well, I think Jackie does know where they're going, but Trina and Abby have no idea. So, they're driving down the road, and you can kind of hear... With the car speeding down the highway, you kind of hear them being like, oh my God, which way should we go? Should we go left or go right? It's just like random. And then I think someone yells left. They end up taking a left. And of course, they end up at this hillbilly looking gas station chanting as they're pulling up, we want beer. We want beer. Like, okay, hopefully they have beer here. Well, Jackie walks in to get some supplies you know, and to probably get their beer. And you see that the clerk is about one crazy pill away from the asylum. He looks insane. He looks like he's never had a customer come in there. Well, as Jackie's trying to check out and get all her stuff, Trina and Abby walk into the store with fucking bags over their heads. Well, I think what it was, and I may have left this little part out, so, apparently, they had some, like, little custom or this little joke that they would do, and they would wear these paper bags over their heads um, with, like, faces drawn on them. I guess just to be goofy. Well, once they come into the store, of course, they can't really see anything, and they start knocking shit over. I'm talking about they, like, knock half a produce stand down, and they're making a hot mess. Well, they get ready to leave, and you can see that the store clerk, he's visibly upset, and he yells out to them, and this shit made me laugh so hard. Because I don't know how many of you guys have actually seen this movie, but if you have seen it, uh, you'll know this part, and also, it probably made you laugh. So, he yells out to them that they will get what they deserve while calling them lesbians. Not lesbians. He's like, you'll get what you deserve, you lesbians. Like, it's ridiculous, y'all. I laughed so hard because I was like, I don't know what a lesbian is, but maybe it's a hillbillier version of being a lesbian I, I don't know but anyways i'm gonna take a quick wine break already you know i get i barely get into my recording and i'm like oh i gotta drink some of this wine because like i said i have to give you a review of the wine and i will tell you the first couple sips whoo jesus christ they hit you um this is a very strong wine i'm gonna go ahead and just say that so far well, anyway, so now we're going to get, you know, they've left the, um, the gas station or whatever, and they're on their way to their destination. So, you see that they're looking for a camping spot. Okay. Here comes my, I guess, my real bitching, for fuck's sake. Fucking camping. If you haven't learned anything by now, that when you go camping, especially, especially in the fucking 80s, you're going to die. Like, and I fucking hate camping. And you would have thought these three ladies would have not been the type of women to go camping, but apparently they are. Anyway, so they start walking down this path, and 
I think at this point Trina and Abby still have those stupid fucking bags on. I don't know why they still have them over their face. And you see that Trina steps in this huge pile of shit. She has no shoes on. Another thing that drives me crazy. I don't know why. And um, so the girls are, you know, they're getting ready to get settled in. And you can tell that they're super high. Because it, not to confuse or fuck the, the whole podcast up, but basically it's like they find the spot and they're already settled in for their camping. Like that's how fast the next scene, you know, went. And obviously you know that they're high. You see them smoking. They're tweed and you're just like, whatever. Well, Jackie is kind of, I guess because she's so stoned, she just starts talking about marshmallows and how they're the only American food. I don't know. I, d- I don't, the whole commentary during that scene, it's just one of those things that you probably don't remember it and don't really listen to it. But anyway, she decides that she has to go to the bathroom. Well, of course, she plays this really shitty prank on the other friends. So they're all kind of like, you have Abby and Trina who are just waiting on Jackie to get back from going to the bathroom. And she comes out of the woods and... It looks like she has like a knife stabbed in her back and she falls over and it's like, dude, like, I don't know if it's just because she's mentally distraught from dating that piece of shit that she was dating, but it's kind of like, I get it. I like to play pranks on people too, but you're in the middle of the woods. uh, So why are you scaring your friends? And anyway, I mean, as well, I guess you wouldn't need a knife to go camping. I would bring a knife and a gun because I just, I'd be too scared. So anyway... The girls are letting her know, you know, letting Jackie know that when she is with the Rat Pack, she can relax and feel safe. And I guess, like I said, Jackie was feeling one certain way because they, you know, she's had this shit luck with men. And she tries to do this terrible fucking impersonation of, you talking to me? You know, from Taxi Driver. Obviously, my impersonation's not that better, that much better, but uh, Jesus Christ, this was fucking stupid. Like, it, it was so corny that it was almost hard to watch. Anyway, so the girls, they start to reminisce about an old boyfriend of Jackie's. And I think they're kind of making a statement of being like, Jackie, you've always had issues with men, and it started way back in college. Well... Jackie's boyfriend from college was named Brad Dobson, but everybody, everybody calls him Dauber. Uh, yeah, okay. Anyway, so you see, because it's doing a flashback, that her and Dauber are out on the baseball field. Uh, Dauber starts to undress, and y'all, my God, he is so fucking hairy. Like, I mean, that's cool if you have hair on you, that doesn't bother me. But Jesus Christ, this guy did not look like he could have been in college. And... So, of course, he's, you know, getting undressed because he thinks he's fixing to hook up with Jackie like he's fixing to get lucky. Well, she kind of runs off. I think she tells him, oh, she has to get the massage oil. Um, okay, you're going to get massage oil? Like, you're on a fucking baseball field. There's dirt everywhere. You, you're just about to make a huge mess. But anyway, so as she runs off and he's undressed and he takes his shorts off and then you see... That the three girls are like spying on him from the uh, other side of the field. And he starts doing push-ups while he's naked. But super gross. He leaves his socks on. 
Well, Trina gets on the mic, and you see all, like, kind of, like, the stadium lights come on, and she starts to make a fool a dauber. Like, she basically calls him out, and he runs off, because he's embarrassed, obviously, but he was a dick, and they were sick and tired of their friend Jackie constantly being treated like shit. And, um, anyway, so, you know, there you go. They talk about that. They kind of reminisce, and it kind of makes them happy, whatever. But as... The girls are talking, and you have this whole scene playing out. You can see that someone is watching them. And you know that because you kind of get like a shadow behind these bushes where someone's watching these girls camp. And also you hear like this really weird grunting noise. So, uh, yeah, you know, some weirdos in the woods. One more reason why I don't like to go camping. Because it's garbage. Like, I would not be able to actually go to sleep if I'm going to sit there and lay it on a fucking tarp, basically, and I'm going to try to go night-night. I'm not even going to be able to go to sleep because I'm going to be thinking that some weirdos outside or an animal might attack me, I don't know, or bugs, any of those things. I'm not doing it. Well, anyway... Now we jump to the next scene because they have gone to sleep. It's morning time and um, Abby has decided to take a stroll through the woods. It looks like she has a camera with her and she's, but the thing is, is she's basically only wearing, wearing this like little yellow raincoat and she sees this cute little deer and you know, whatever, she's kind of exploring the woods and you do get a small little jump scare due to Trina. She was hiding in the bush and as Abby is walking past this said bush, she grabs her ankle. Look, I'm just saying, I'm fine with pranks, but these bitches, they just like to scare one another. Like, that's all they do. Well, you see that Trina and Abby come back to the camp to see Jackie. Uh, Jackie's just kind of writing some shit down. thinks she's trying to relax. And then all of a sudden, for you boys out there, this turns into a skinny dipping session. Um, you know, they... All three run out there. I think a few of them are like pretty much naked. You see some booty and some tits. So, you know, whatever. Well, as they're skinny dipping, as they're playing in the water, you can again clearly see now there are two men watching them. But you see the two men. Like, and they're making these disgusting moaning sounds. Um, I guess because they're like, hey, it's hot, half naked hot ladies out here. Well, anyway... They start to look for food. You know, they're going to do some fishing because they need to eat. And um, just, but again, one more activity that I actually don't like. I mean, you know, they they have to eat, so I get that. But we see that Jackie has caught a big one. And Trina, you know, oh, fancy pants. Uh, you have Abby and Jackie. Now, Jackie's caught this damn fish, and they're freaking out. It's flailing around on the ground. Well, Trina just gets up and takes the hook out of the fish's mouth, and she's like, it's a goddamn trout. And it's okay. It's like, you'd be the last person that I would have thought would have actually came out here and took the hook out of the fish's mouth, but she does. Probably because she ain't got time for their dumb shit. They acting real stupid. So anyways, again, I guess they had their fishy, and it's gotten dark, and the girls are all kind of having a moment of thanks. Okay, they're kind of sitting around and, you know, oh, I'm so grateful that, you know, you're here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, hmm, y'all, not for long. 
because here come the two guys. Okay, here they come, and they start to ransack the camp area. They literally start to shove some of them into their uh, sleeping bags, and they're dragging them around, like, tied up in a sleeping bag. There's not much struggle, but I'm kind of like, all right, it was two guys, and there's three women. So, maybe one of the women could have been able to get, you know, like, fucking run off or something to get help. No, these two guys got all three women. And you see that, like I said, they're dragging them, of course. They're dragging them to this house. Well, as soon as you get to the house, you see that it's the two sons, it's good old mother, and they let her know, like, hey, we've got the girls, ma. And mom though mother look she needs them to wipe their fucking shoes off before coming in because that's what she tells them she's like basically uh did you forget something so she makes them walk back out of the house to wipe their shoes off and this house is a piece of fucking shit like it's not gonna make a fucking difference if you wipe your fucking shoes off like this house is disgusting but Anyway, they do that, and they come in, and they give her a little smooch on the cheek, and um, then you find out that the, the son's names, you have uh, Ike and Adley. Adley. I don't know. Adley is kind of a strange name for a boy, but I mean, I'm, I mean that's okay if that's what you want to name your, your son, but it's weird. I'm going to take another quick wine break because, <laughs> see, I remember watching this movie back let's see it came out in 1980 of course I didn't watch it then but I saw it when I was pretty young like I was born in 83 so I probably saw it like early 90s so I was pretty young and it it's definitely not a movie for children because we'll get into that soon it's um the content and things that happen like the stuff that happens is so fucking crazy so my mom was pretty cool apparently or either she maybe maybe my mother was just like oh watch some fucked up shit but anyway so we go to where you know the mom she wants to see what the boys have brought for her well she knows that they went and kidnapped these bitches but she wants to see them almost like let me see my prize well they take jackie out of the sleeping bag first and then abby and then trina so adelie and ike are like tying up the girls uh with rope i get they're kind of tying them up to like different workout equipment or wherever they could find but once trina comes out she is not fucking around y'all like she looks at i think it's ike that she looks at and she calls him a sadistic fuck well he didn't like that of course but he does look like a sadistic fuck because my god adelie looked pretty normal I mean, obviously he wasn't, but he didn't look fucked up. Ike looks like a fucking monster. Like, his teeth were so fucked up in black. It was just the most ridiculous. It was disgusting. Anyway, so Mother's letting them know that uh, one of the girls has to go first. So, you know, they kidnapped the three girls. Well, y'all, they had to pick one of them to, I guess, endure this torture, fucked up shit. And shit does get real fucked up. It really does. Um, so, they pick Jackie. Of course, they pick the weakest link because 
It's almost like a metaphor to me in this movie that Jackie had all these issues with men and she just wasn't as strong-willed as the other two ladies. Well, they have a chain around her neck and Ike and Adelie, they basically subject her to this fucked up scene where they want her to pretend to be on a park bench. Like, they're kind of, they just bring up, there's a bench sitting outside in their yard and they're basically like, sit here and read this magazine because they want to like, make up a skit well you can see that mother is just watching with such enjoyment it's like she's so excited so you know as all this crazy bullshit is going on mother blows her whistle to let the boys know that hey jackie's hand is free and that doesn't need to happen it was almost like a penalty like hey wait you know uh okay so they're making a game out of this well they were messing around with doing that skit Apparently, Mother, she suggested that they do the Shirley Temple skit. And so, Ike goes to get the Kodak, which is, you know, a, a, to take pictures. That's what they called it, the Kodak. Well, Adelie puts this bag over his head. Now, all this is happening really fast. So, Adelie puts this bag over his own head, and he literally attacks Jackie by jumping on her back. And then he starts, like, he knocks her down. And you guys, he just slaps the shit out of her. Like, back and forth, back and forth. And while he's doing this, in the midst of this, he's also ripping off her clothes. And then, it gets really even more fucked up. He fucking pulls his pants down, and he fucking rapes her. It's like, what in the actual, you know, fucking Jerry Springer, fucking backwoods hillbilly bullshit are we watching? Because the mom is like, she's just sitting there watching. Like, and then Ike is taking pictures of all this shit while it's happening. And then it's over. Like, that scene's over. It's like, he, they had their fun with her and they raped her. And okay, no big deal. So, as they get ready to go back into the house, mother lets the boys know to lock up because Queenie is out in the woods. And y'all gonna find out more about her later. And I even have a little funny, not really a funny story, but like a kind, of, kind of a funny little backstory on that. So anyway, Mother is afraid of Queenie, okay? Let's just say that she is afraid that this thing is out in the woods and it's gonna get her. So you must lock those doors. Anyways, well, it's now, now after that whole horrid scene, it's morning, it's morning time and, you know, it's time for everybody to wake up. And Trina and Abby are still tied up in that room and so the two brothers are they're you know they're waking up and they're like brushing their teeth well Adelie I think is brushing his teeth but he opens up a beer and then he brushes his teeth so I mean I don't know like I said it's like the wonderful whites of West Virginia bullshit that y'all there's just a bunch of fuck, fucked up shit going on and so they're kind of fighting back and forth and you kind of hear Adelie and, and I go back and forth going, you know, punk sucks, disco's stupid, punk sucks. So I guess one of them like punk music, the other like disco. I don't, I'll be honest with you, I'm not really a fan of disco. Uh, some punk is okay. Some of it I like. And anyway, so we have, you see that Trina, while they're having this morning, mon, this fucking morning scene, we see that Trina is trying to get out of her ropes. Um, 
you know, she's obviously she's going to try to escape because it's like, what the fuck? They got to get the fuck out of here because they have no idea what has happened to Jackie yet. Well, then the brothers go down, you know, they go downstairs. They're sitting down eating breakfast. And y'all, this part was so fucking gross, too, because Ike, he's the big, big, tall one. He's eating cereal in a fucking bucket like a goddamn animal. Like, he literally, it's like a pail, like one of those silver, silver, I don't know, aluminum pails. And he's literally eating his fucking cereal out of it with like a mixing spoon. And so, Mother's in there and she tells him to eat his cheese spread because it's good for the liver. Y'all, it's fucking cheese in a can. And I'm pretty positive that that's not even real cheese. And that shit's gross anyway. I mean, I don't like cheese in a can. I like cheese with my wine. Like, pieces of cheese that actually came out of the, you know, from a fucking cow. Not this bullshit. Anyway, uh, so the brothers go to say good morning to the girls. Again, Trina is fed up with their shit, obviously. And she, you know, kind of tells them, like, you're a fucking piece of shit. And... They kind of started arguing a little bit. Well, they basically just left these women to escape. Because while they're in there checking on them, they fucking untie these two women. Which, kudos, right? They can escape now. But they untie them. Well, mother starts calling like, hey, it's time for your workout. Like, what the fuck? So, they just leave them in there. It's like these two boneheads are, obviously, they're mentally incompetent. And, you know, they, you see the next scene that they're doing these, like, really stupid workout routines. And the music is terrible. I can't even remember how it goes, but it's fucking stupid. And Mother is taking notes on, like, like I said, on this clipboard. Uh, I don't know. She's maybe evaluating their progress or how terrible they are. I don't know. But... Most of this workout is just them doing this random weird shit. Like smashing cantaloupes and watermelons. And then they take like a knife or something. Or maybe an axe. And they just chop up random shit. Uh, yeah. I don't... Maybe it's to teach them to kill, I guess. But anyway. So, um... Anyway, they take a break. Because, you know, they've done all their exercise. And then again, we pan back to the girls to Abby and Trina, who, like I said, they're untied. And so now they're planning their escape. Because, you know, they already got untied, so obviously it was easy for them to get the fuck out of the room. And then it just kind of jumps right back to the brothers kind of fighting again. They're just, it's like ridiculous. Like, this movie jumps around a whole lot from one scene to the to the next. And uh, I say it kind of goes everywhere, but nowhere at the same time. Well... Like I said, Trina and Abby are now are escaping. They're getting out of that room. and But this is a stupid part to me. This is a really fucking dumb part because, and I'll explain it in a second, but it didn't make any sense to me. So Abby is holding this rope attached to a sleeping bag that contains Trina in it. Uh, okay. Well, whatever. And so this, I say it's a rope, but it was destroying her hands. Like it almost looked like she was holding barbed wire or something. Well, obviously she's trying to kind of like put the sleeping bag down on the ground so that Trina can go 
all the way through the house and I guess unlock the door to let Abby out. And I just, uh, I don't know. I just felt that was completely stupid because first of all, as Abby's holding that sleeping bag outside the window, the two fucking brothers are like two feet from this. I don't know how the fuck they don't see the goddamn sleeping bag hanging out of a window. It's a red sleeping bag, but they don't. Um, I guess because they were fighting and goofing off and they weren't paying attention. But the fact that she had to run all the way back to the house just to let Abby out mm, seems a little risque because of the fact that they could have obviously gotten caught. They didn't. So she is able to go let Abby out, I guess, unlock the door and let her ass out. So I don't, I don't know. I just found that part even... It's just certain parts of this movie or certain parts of most of the shit I watch. I just don't fucking understand it, y'all. Anyway, I'm taking another wine break. And also, um, just to be random, because, you know, I'd be talking shit all throughout the movie. So, on top of being super busy these last few weeks and not really consistently putting out uh, new episodes, I also got my COVID shot, my first COVID shot, and it has kind of made me feel like shit balls a little bit um I just um didn't know what to expect and it was not painful to get the shot but nonetheless uh, about six eight hours later my arm felt like it was gonna fall off and it's sore it's still sore now and I felt very tired but um you know not too bad overall so if anybody's thinking about going to get their COVID vaccine you can handle it. You're not a pussy, so you can do it. Anyway, we're going to get back into the movie review. So, they are trying to find Jackie now. You know, Trina and Abby are out. Now, they're trying to find Jackie. So, they go back through the house. Again, like I mentioned, this house looks like an episode of Hoarders, but of course, with way more murder, because, uh, hello, they kill everybody. And you see that Trina goes into a room and, and I'm assuming, yeah, it's the boys' room. And she finds this, like, she opens the closet door. And she finds this, like, dead woman hanging from the closet door. Along with a severed head that's in a birdcage. Now, the severed head looked like Hippie Paul Rudd. Hippie Paul Rudd's head. That was a hard thing to say. Um, but anyway, obviously, they know you're, they're in the boys' room. And so, Abby is kind of walking beside this dresser. And she feels something kind of touch her well y'all it's fucking jackie they shoved her ass in a drawer yep and so they're trying to get her out and they're trying to save themselves and so they start to go down the steps so trina is carrying jackie on her back and they kind of begin to drag her out of the house but of course not without getting caught this time because the brothers catch them and they kind of start to all struggle but the brothers, of course, they get distracted by their mother screaming over Queenie attacking her. So, like, the next scene, it's like, you just basically let these girls go free, right? Well, mom, well, mom, mother starts to scream that Queenie is attacking her. Well, now you have an out for the girls to go and escape. So, they're running through the woods, and Jackie is in real bad shape, y'all. Obviously, she was beaten and raped. I don't even know how she survived the night. 
But, you know, Trina has to go look for help. Somebody's got to do it. Well, Abby decides to stay with Jackie, you know, kind of like protect her. Well, Trina goes through the woods and she does find their car and it won't start, of course. And I think she like lifts the hood up and I'm sure the battery or something was missing, obviously. These hillbillies are not, I guess, as stupid as you think. And the the stupid part in this, though, is like it really seemed like it was a lot lighter outside. But then I don't know how much time went by. It's like did four or five hours go by and I just had no idea. Um, she's, of course, Trina is still out there running and it's just like super dark. Well, you see a cop car kind of coming down this uh, gravel road or dirt road or whatever. Well, she starts to flag it down and, you know, Trina's like, yay, I'm safe. Uh, yeah, no, you're not, bitch. Because as soon as the police officer, police officer in, in quotes, you know, quotations, it's fucking Ike, you know, he starts to like hug her and like she knew like, okay, this is fucking, this is weird. And so she knees him in his penis, in his balls and runs off. All right. And of course he sucks at trying to catch her because he doesn't right away. And the next scene, you know, you see that poor Jackie has died. And I want to say a sad kill scene, okay? We're going to be like, romp, romp, romp. Because it is. It's pretty fucked up. Like, you know, all the shit she had to go through. And then she ends up dying. Um, so now, of course, we are literally watching um, nothing but a bunch of running through the woods. I'm not joking. For like, I don't know, three or five minutes. Because, you know, Trina's still trying to escape. Like, they're still trying to get away from him. Uh, it's horrible. But, eventually, Trina makes her way back. See, Trina did not first see, first see that Jackie died. Abby knew that she died first because Abby's holding her. Well, Trina finally, like I said, finds her way back and sees that, obviously, Jackie has is gone and she does this awful scream. And I don't know why she screamed that loud. Like, I mean, I get it. Her best friend's dead. But, like, bitch, you're getting chased in the woods by this fucking freak of nature. So, you maybe don't need to scream that loud. Um, Abby starts to hug Trina. And she's like, we're going to get those bastards. Yeah. This is going to turn into not the last house on the left. But... You know, or I spit on your grave. It kind of did have that vibe, actually. Now that I think about it, when I get into it, and maybe you guys can agree to disagree or whatever, but it kind of did because it basically, you know, they want to get revenge on these motherfuckers because they killed their best friend. Well, we go back to the mother's house where we see Adelie and mother playing a board game. And that's because Ike was still out in the woods looking for Trina. Well... Mother keeps telling Adelie, you know, about how Queenie is alive and she is in the woods. And this is where you actually find out that Queenie is her sister. And she was born evil. Okay? She was the only baby born with a head full of long white hair. And basically, the sister Queenie lives in these woods and she eats like animals and flesh and waste it's like a fucking wrong turn mutant shit, right? And anyway, so, you know, Adelie was kind of going back and forth with her, basically saying, like, 
grandma killed Queenie. And, like, mother's like, nah, that bitch's still alive. Yeah, she's still hiding in the woods, and you know it. So, we get to the girls actually planning, after that scene, we get to the girls actually planning their revenge. They, I think Abby puts on, like, a headband, like the Karate Kid. Again, whatever. Very 80s. And um, they start to carry Jackie's body, and they bring it back to the house. Now, they don't bury it, but they bring it back to where the house is. Uh, so, Abby props her up. Like, now, Jackie's in a sleeping bag. But her eyeballs, I would have had to close her eyes because that shit would freak me out. But her eyes are still open, though she's dead. And Abby just kind of props her up as if she's fixing to sit down and watch everything that's going to take place. Because Abby even whispers to her, basically like, we want you to watch. Well, she's dead! Y'all, Abby going a little bit crazy, and she does. She's losing her shit. Well, she then gives Jackie, who is deceased, a kiss on the mouth. I don't know. I mean, I look, I love my friends, too. I ain't never kissed any of them on the mouth, though. Not like that. Shit. I don't, I don't, maybe I don't love them that much. But anyway, so now we know what's fixing to happen. We're fixing to get into the whole revenge plot part of the movie. And honestly, this whole fucking movie, yeah, this is probably like the best part of the movie to be honest with you. It's, <laughs> towards the end of <laughs> towards the end of the movie because it's just I I don't even know what to say. Like it doesn't really make a lot of sense. It, well, I mean, it, I guess it doesn't have to make sense because it's basically just a sadistic mother and her sons where they enjoy killing. They, they fucked up, though. Mm. Anyway, oh, my God, y'all, that wine. I'm making my eyes cross and shit. Anyway, so we see that mother is upset with Ike, okay, Obviously, Ike finally comes back down. I guess they're like in a basement or something while they were playing the board game. And, you know, apparently Adelie is her favorite and for now because that's who's playing the board game with her. And Trina and Abby, you know, like I said, they're about to take their revenge. So this brings us in to our next kill scene. So they're messing around with the door. Okay, you have... Uh, Adelie, like, went downstairs or did something. And so, Adelie is looking for something. Well, you hear some commotion going out, going on outside. Well, Abby has this antenna, and she shoves it. I mean, because, you know, they're trying to kind of ransack him. She shoves this antenna right through Adelie's throat while Trina gives him a chop to his balls with an axe. Y'all, ouch. I don't have nuts. But Jesus Christ, I have heard that if you kick a guy, if you even barely flick their nuts, it hurts really bad. I don't know. Well, I mean, actually, I'm not even going to lie. I do know because I've done it before. And apparently, it does not feel very good. Sorry, I thought balls were a little more sturdier than that. But anyway, so they chop his balls. and But wait, there's more. Abby takes a cloth, I think, or a towel. And I don't say rag because I fucking hate that word rag. Like, honestly, if you are going to say rag, just please don't say it to me. Thank you. Love you forever, though. Anyway, so she takes this cloth 
and she starts to like you know choke him okay like she starts to shove it down his mouth and it's like she just keeps on and then finally finally he did and so they drag his body out and we see that ike as they're dragging Ellie out ike literally jumps through a window like a fucking flying monkey and he makes this this literally the sound he makes is so stupid and you know he's clearly upset that they've just killed his brother and he starts to try to choke trina okay now that ain't gonna happen because abby is like that's my bitch that's that's my best friend she a real bad bitch like that's her coming in if that song could be relevant to them that's the song that would have been playing so she comes and grabs the back of ike's throat kind of the back of well his throat or his head and she pours fucking drano down his throat well, he starts to throw up all this red foamy shit. And this part's kind of stupid. I mean, the Drano part is stupid. I don't, I've never had Drano. Not been a fan of drinking things like that. So I'm sure it'd make you super fucking sick and probably would kill you. Well, she takes this TV and she, and she takes it and smashes it over his head. But y'all, look, this is not an actual kill scene yet. Because the TV had no fucking bottom. So it's just like pla- it's just like she placed it on his head. Yeah, he got a little bit electrocuted, but that wasn't going to kill him. Well, like I said, it didn't kill him. So he comes back for one less scare, because they always do. Trina ends up walking past him. He grabs her leg and trying to pull her down. Well, there's this electric knife sitting on the counter. And now we can officially say kill scene because she cuts his ass up or she kind of stabs him with the electric knife which i feel like is that's crazy right like because it's on and it's going so i guess it's just like i don't want to say gyrating that's not the right word pulsating through his flesh anyway ike and adelie are dead bye motherfuckers y'all was crazy anyway so now it's gonna be mother's turn right So, Abby is on the hunt for Mother. But look, Mom's no shit. So, of course, Mother goes and hides. And we see her go down some steps. You know, I think she's going back down to the basement, of course, to get away or to get out of of sight so they won't try to kill her. Well, Abby is already down there. And she kind of comes out like she's been hurt, kind of plays the same prank that Jackie played on them earlier in the movie where it looked like she got stabbed you know, from behind. Well, I think Mother thinks that this is just a delight, and, mm, yeah, but Abby's playing a joke on you, stupid, and you're about to go night-night for a long-ass time. Yeah, kill scene! So, Mother, as the girls have them now, because they've tricked her, and they got her, they keep telling her, or Mother keeps telling them not to hurt her because she's a sick woman. Y'all, this fucking triggers Abby. And, like, it triggers her because you remember that her mom treated her like shit and was a sick woman. It would constantly berate her all the time. So, she happens to grab this set of blow-up boobs. And, yes, you heard me right. Blow-up tits. And, y'all, she suffocates her. One of the titties goes into the old lady's mouth, into mother's mouth, and she suffocates her. Eh, Bye! I mean, but, you know, I can't blame Abby for losing her shit a little bit. So, there you go, right? 
Everybody's dead, y'all. Everybody's dead. They've avenged fucking Jackie's death. So they officially go and bury Jackie. And they kind of, you know, look at each other. And they're kind of like, you know, I don't understand why it had to be Jackie. But Trina kind of tells her, like, well, look, you know, we're we're strong. We were meant to survive this. <laughs> then all of a sudden, all of the sudden, okay? Yeah, here comes... This fucking creature, you can't barely see it because it's so blurry, but we see that it's Queenie. She jumps out of the woods, and I'm just going to go ahead and say that they probably both got killed. And, hey, like I said, Mother was right all along. She knew. There you go, guys. So, yeah, that was the review of that movie. Feels like I did it super fast, but it is what it is. So, you know, we're before we get into the what did we learn section, I'm going to have a sip of my wine. It's very dry. I say it's very dry. It's really not that bad. All right. So, what did we learn? First thing that we learned is never accept rights from strangers, even little old ladies, because you will die. Number two, again, going camping is awful and as you've learned before, you will probably die. Hence, lesson one and two, death. Number three, never underestimate the power of a set of blow-up boobs. All right? They can and they will smother you. You'll die. Actually, real tits might kill you too, but anyways. So, number four is making your mother proud is fine. But come on. We all know that a mama's boy ain't that cute. You ain't got to love your mother that much to start raping and killing people. Now, come on, bitch. We don't want you. Now, lesson five and our final one is sometimes being a final girl or girls doesn't pay off, right? It, I mean, we thought they were going to survive, but Queenie was like, ah! that's how she probably came out if she made any sound. I don't know. I just made that sound up. So that's what we learned. Now you guys know. And now we're going to get into, before we end this lovely podcast, we're going to get into the rating of the wine in the movie. So, like I mentioned, I am drinking Freak Show, a Michael David joint. It's a red wine. Uh, again, 14.5% by volume, alcohol by volume. So it's a pretty damn strong wine. I'm going to give it a rating of... Because we have Freak Show. And, you know, see, I tried to pick it according to the movie. Well, to me, this movie was a fucking freak show, right? Because these people are all fucking insane. So, uh, we're going to do a rating, you know, a rating scale of uh, 0 to 5 or whatever. Or 1 out of 5, whatever you want to say. So, I'm going to give this wine probably... About a four, hmm, we're going to say, I don't want to be too generous, but not generous enough, because it is pretty tasty, and I do feel pretty buzzed from not having very much of it. So, we're going to give it four Jessica Langs out of five, and the reason why is because, as you know, Jessica Lang is in American Horror Story. She's also in Freak Show though this has nothing to do with the movie, I love Jessica Lange, so we're going to give it four out of five Jessica Langs for the wine. Now, for the fucking movie, Jesus Christ. 
I'm probably going to give this movie, even though it is a cult classic, I think it, it was directed by Charles Kaufman, who his brother Lloyd Kaufman, I believe, owned Troma, which was the production company that actually had the movie. So, and I think he's done stuff like Toxic Avenger and bullshit like that, but I never got into those movies. Um, I know they did a lot of B-title uh, horror films. So, for the movie, we're going to give it, let's see, we're going to give it two, what would be something funny? I should have maybe thought about this a little more, but I didn't because I started drinking. But we're going to give it two back roads country hillbilly sisters out of five because the movie is just not that greatly done yes the whole revenge part of the movie it's pretty cool like you know you have these two girls they're like kicking ass and they're like fuck this you killed our friend but you know then they kind of didn't i don't think they made it anyways but it yeah there's just so much stuff that's wrong with this movie and which is why i was here to bitch about it so, guys, hopefully you like um, my little extras I did. I'll make sure to clean it up next time because I was, I was like super prepared but not prepared at the same time. But, you know, that's how I do my shit. I'm all over the place. So, I want to thank you guys for the continuing support of this podcast, honestly. You know, I know I have not consistently been putting content out and I appreciate the fact that anybody will still listen to me, um, you know. And guess what? You have definitely made this mother very proud. And if this is your first time listening to me, go give me a follow under Wednesday Wine and Horror on Instagram or send me a friend request on Facebook under Heather Solman. I am available on most major podcast platforms such as Spotify, Apple, and Google. Uh, look, we can be friends, okay? Like I said, we can be friends and I can even give you a little motherly advice if needed. Just saying I'm pretty good at that. So until next time, Remember to stay boozy and always stay spooky.